With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Check us out on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash the Ken Reedy Show. Right now on Facebook, we got a thread going there. If you want to talk on the thread instead of calling us, uh, you know, that's cool. We'd love to hear from you, though, on the phone lines. 347-838-9815 is a number to call. Uh, also on Facebook, remember, Monday nights during Monday Night Raw, we got a chat going over there on the Facebook. So uh, come on over, check us out, like the page, and join the chat. You can also find us on Twitter. At the Ken Reedy Show and our website, thekenreedyshow.com. You want to check out all the things going on over there on the website. And you can hear us on Ironbound 1640 on Tuesdays and check out Ironbound's website, ir1640amradio.com is their website. And as always, my tag team partner, Dave, is on the line. Dave, how are you doing this fine Sunday evening. This fine Sunday evening, I'm doing well. Is this, can everyone hear me? <laughs> can, can you hear me? I, I got you. Oh, this is Sunday night. That's right. Okay, good. Um, yes, I'm here. <laughs> and I'm doing well. you, know, and I got, you know, please, everyone out there, I, I want phone calls. We need phone calls tonight um, because, uh, uh, well, first off, before I get into what I was just going to say, we, we, you know, we have some birthdays today uh crazy uh you know it's it's almost a historical day but the undertaker's birthday is today so uh happy birthday to the dead man uh coming out a few weeks we'll be defending his streak against cm punk and dave we got we got a couple other birthdays today yes as a matter of fact we have uh tna uh 
TNA wrestling star, the fallen angel Christopher Daniels, turns 43 today. So happy birthday to Christopher Daniels. We had his tag team partner Kazarian on our 1640 AM radio show a few weeks back. If you want to check that out, you head over to uh, thekenreedyshow.com, as well as Jack Swagger. Jack Swagger turns 31 today. Um, hopefully his, uh, his, his birthday present will be uh, – delayed a little bit because in a few weeks he's got Alberto Del Rio at WrestleMania and um, another birthday, uh, probably the biggest birthday of them all Barry Horowitz I don't know how old he is but give yourself a pat on the back Barry if you're listening happy birthday we should all pat ourselves on the back in, in honor of Barry I'm doing it right now same here I <laughs> would. <laughs> You know, and speaking of, you know, you brought up Christopher Daniels' birthday today. Interestingly enough, later on the show, we're going to have the Greek god Papadon uh, will be on the show, the greatest unsigned talent in professional wrestling. Um, He's going to be participating in a Super 8 tournament uh, coming up shortly in April. And uh, Christopher Daniels, I believe, is the only one who's ever uh, been a two-time champion of the Super 8, and Papadon will be seeking to be the second wrestler to win it twice, but the first ever to be a repeat champion. We're going to talk to him about that in a little bit, but um, getting into, we're in WrestleMania season right now, and man, I'm going to be honest with you guys listening out there, because you know, WrestleMania season is that time of year that we're all supposed to be pumped and excited, and, and you know, it, it just it has this, this feel of just greatness in the air, and and it just it, it, I need I need you guys to call the show three four seven eight three nine eight one five. Can you can you get me excited? Because right now I, I'm having a very difficult time getting excited. For WrestleMania, it's been a weird WrestleMania season. Uh, It's been a bit disjointed at times. Um, Perhaps one of the problems is, you know, when you look at the, I guess, the the three three big matches of uh, Punk Taker, Triple H, Lesnar, Roxena, that are the six people in those matches, four of them are are part-time guys. Um, Perhaps that's part of it. The undercard seems to kind of be a bit disjointed and thrown together, but I'm having a real difficult time getting excited this year. And, Dave, you know, we talk wrestling. I mean, we really, like on this show, there there are a lot of shows you can listen to out there, uh, a lot of different, you know, podcasts, if you will, and blogs and things out there that, that they go on and on and just bashing the product. And that's what they do. And we don't do that here. We really don't. We we. We try to present both sides of an argument, and, and we, we present the negative and the positive, and, and we, we try to look at things in, in a fair way. But I'm being honest, as, as not, not Ken Reedy, the, the show host, but as Ken Reedy, the wrestling fan. I, I'm excited for the weekend. I'm excited to go. I'm excited to party. Dave, you're coming down to New York. I'm excited to hang out in person. Um, I'm sure we're going to have a good time. It's going to be a, a party weekend. We're going to be immersed into the world of professional wrestling. Um, I'm excited for the Hall of Fame. I'm excited for all that. Don't get me wrong. I'm looking forward to the weekend in and of itself. In fact, we're, we're planning a big tailgate 
Uh, we want to see you. Be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're heading out to WrestleMania. We don't know exactly where we're going to be in the parking lot, but there's going to be a big tailgate, Henry D. Show tailgate going on. We got uh, our friend Pat Crowley. He's got a show on Ironbound as well. He's going to be joining us, so it's going to be a big tailgate. Uh, and, and I'm excited about the tailgate at WrestleMania, but man, I... Dave, I, and, and I want to. I really, I really want to. I'm having a really difficult time getting excited for the event itself, and that that's just weird for me. It's it's just a different feeling I have as a fan going into WrestleMania this year. I mean, what do you think? I I do agree with you. It's it's, it's pretty much with the exception of with the exception of the 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 Raw where. Triple H returned, and he had the altercation with Lesnar. Every other show, has, and, and maybe the old school Raw, too, that they did, every other show just had, like, you know, it hasn't really felt like you're, you know, you're heading towards WrestleMania. Um, things seem to be disjointed. They're not sure what they want to do. Um, you know, we talked about, it, you know, last week about the undercard not really being, you know, uh, developed, um, and we're so close to WrestleMania. Um <clears throat> Excuse me, and now we have you know we have a few undercard matches signed. We you know they they signed uh, uh, the Shield against uh, Sheamus, Randy Orton, and it was Ryback, and then Ryback got moved over to facing Mark Henry at WrestleMania. Speaking of which, uh, let me not get off topic, but technically I will be on topic. Um, Mark Henry possibly suffered a leg injury at last night's house show in uh, Norfolk, Virginia, against Kane. Um, he went down, and uh, the referees, you know, when a guy usually gets injured, they, they cross their arms like an X uh, to signal for, you know, some medical attention, and uh, they were pointing at Mark Henry's leg. At one point, Mark Henry got up and grabbed the chair and hit Kane, and there was disqualified. It seemed like from the report I read that it was, you know, a finish that was on the go. It could possibly hinder his match with Ryback coming up at WrestleMania. Um, another match that was announced was uh, – Team Hell No defending the tag team titles against Dolph Ziggler and Biggie Langston. Uh, something that you know I uh, I wasn't really too you know thrilled with that because I would like to have seen Ziggler in a bigger role in WrestleMania considering you know the the year he's had. But um, you know hopefully maybe that will lead to Ziggler and Langston having the titles and then maybe Ziggler cashes in money in the bank and he comes out on Raw the next night with all the gold. And, you know, maybe that, maybe that's the way to really elevate him and push him and to get the casual wrestling fans to forget about him cashing in so that when he does cash in, it's a big surprise. Um, and then there's a few other matches that have been talked about Jericho and Fandango. Um, I'm not really a big fan of that either, but through a source of mine in Stanford over in uh, WWE headquarters, apparently Chris Jericho had requested to work with Fandango. Um, and we all know that Jericho is all about trying to put over young talent. And I think this is the purpose of him being back for this short run into WrestleMania is to help put over some young talent um, and build towards the future of the WWE. So, um, I mean, there's really not a whole lot to look forward to. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I Like I said, I'm looking forward to the weekend, looking forward to the Hall of Fame, looking forward to, you know, being around a whole bunch of wrestling fans. And, and you know, the, the weekend itself is just awesome. You know, it's, 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 to me, the weekend is bigger than the actual event itself. Um, you know, hopefully, maybe the, maybe the show, will, maybe the show will kick ass, you know, like when we get there on on that Sunday and, you know, it's, 
and, and it's like, okay, the hype didn't really mean anything, but this show kicked ass, you know, like everything worked. So I don't know. Um, but yeah, please call in and make us excited about WrestleMania. You can even lie. You can even lie until you heard a rumor about something that that I might, and maybe I'll like it and get more excited and hope it happens. I don't know. I mean, Dank, if you're listening, maybe you can come up with another idea for a match for Undertaker and CM Punk, and it will, still won't get booked because you still won't get the Twitter handle that I told you I was going to get you. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, it, let's let's go through all this one by one because it, it was interesting that I. It almost seemed like the way things played out, it went from no undercard to throwing together, you know, almost the entire undercard quickly. Um, not, we haven't heard that the match is, is on, but for all intents and purposes, and let's let's look for one of the things you had talked about, Jericho versus Fandango. Um, I did like that we finally got some physicality out of Fandango. Uh, I I. I I was happy with that. Um, some of the stuff I saw of Fandango, you know, it's one of those things that, again, it seems like a conflict and a storyline uh, program that's being thrown together quickly. Um, potentially, though, let, let's let's try and be positive about it. Potentially, Fandango and Jericho could have a very good match at WrestleMania. Um, the story I find incredibly uninteresting. It really does nothing for me. I mean, essentially, it's, uh, you know, the storyline is uh, Fandango's not going to wrestle until you say his name right. Chris Jericho makes fun of his name, so Fandango gets so incensed about his name being made fun of that he comes down and, and beats on Chris Jericho. And there's there's your storyline. There's your build towards WrestleMania. So, I mean, story doesn't do too much for me. Um but I do think physically, potentially, this could be a a decent match. I'm gonna I'm not going to say a show stealer, but uh, I will say that could potentially be a decent match. Uh, one of the things you hit on, Dave, and I'm kind of curious your thoughts. I, I you know again trying to look positive on SmackDown. Uh, I thought Big Show looked tremendous in the ring on SmackDown. I, I was very impressed with his in ring work, and uh, you and I both were at. Uh, Hall of Fame induction where um, I believe it was Arn Anderson had said that, uh, he was talking about Big Show, and he said, you have no idea what this guy can do in the ring. We just don't let him. Um, and it was like one of those matches where like, wow, like I was really impressed with what Big Show did in the ring. Uh, so Big Show, you know, it looks like he's locked into this six-man tag match. Like, they're not going to sway from this. Um what do you do with Ryback, who, you know, they, they kind of, you know, it, it's looking like they, they really want to make this guy a star. I mean, they're high on uh, where Ryback could go. What They're high on Ryback's future. Where do you, what do you do with Ryback if, for some reason, Mark Henry just can't go at WrestleMania? Um. Well, I mean, I thought about it after I read the report earlier today, um, and then, you know, in our pre-show meeting. I mean, they're really playing up this story that, you know, Orton and Sheamus can't trust Big Show. Big Show can't trust them. Um, you know, and and Ryback got removed against Mark Henry. I mean, though, if Mark Henry is legitimately hurt, I mean, there's a there's a few possibilities you could do with Ryback. I mean, you, you I I mean. 
if you really want to put Ryback in a position, like maybe you have, maybe you have Ryback wrestle on the YouTube pre-show in a battle royal, win the battle royal, and the winner of the battle royal gets either a, a title shot against the Intercontinental Champion Wade Bear or the United States Champion Antonio Cesaro, and then he wins the belt there. <clears throat> Excuse me. Or you could do a, a match where Ryback, you know, you know Ryback comes on on TV and says, you know. Mark Henry was injured, you know, but I'm still hungry for WrestleMania, um, you know, and then maybe, maybe he maybe he tries to get his spot back on on Orton and Sheamus's team because they still can't trust Big Show. He was their original choice um, to face the Shield, um, so maybe they do Ryback and Big Show where the winner faces the Shield. Or, I mean, I don't know. I really don't know where you can go with him. Um, Maybe I mean there were rumors back in January that Ryback was going to wrestle Jericho at WrestleMania, so maybe maybe this maybe you know Jericho will move away from Fandango um, and do something with Ryback. I have no idea. Um, so we'll, I mean we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens tomorrow night if Mark Henry comes out and he gets physical and it leads to an injury angle to get him off the of TV. Um, then we'll probably, you know, have to wait another week until what they figure out they're going to do a Ryback. Or if he gets physical and nothing really happens, then we know that his injury isn't as serious as it as it's been reported. Um, there, I mean, there isn't even a, a report on what exactly he injured, other than he might have hurt his leg, but they don't know the severity of it. So um, we, you'd still have to figure out what the severity of Mark Henry's injury is. And being this close to WrestleMania, that's not a good sign, obviously for him and for the match with Ryback. Um, so I mean, if I were if I were them, I would I would stick with Big Show on that team because it's kind of working. And I think what's going to happen is that Big Show will be able to be trusted all along. And this is where they're going to cement the Randy Orton heel turn. He's going to turn on them in that match, and then you go Randy Orton against Sheamus into the, in, later into the spring. I would do like I my first idea. Ryback wins the pre-show battle royal if they decide to book that. And then he gets a shot at either of those two titles, Intercontinental or United States. And then he walks out with a championship. Because, I mean, he's due for a championship considering all the times he's been bent over, you know, by the shield and, and everything else. So maybe giving him a run with the United States title and the Intercontinental title might actually help help his character. I, honestly, I kind of like that idea. And, you know, it looks like they're leading towards a, a Miz uh Wade Barrett, uh, IC championship match perhaps at WrestleMania. Um, and, and to be honest with you, and, and wait, everyone, if you're all listening, because I'm about to say something positive about The Miz. Not really positive about The Miz. It's more about the WWE. But I, I think this is a good niche for Miz. Um, I, I think this is a, a, a good spot for him. I, I think that he's he is a mid-carder. Um, him going after the IC title, I'm, I'm okay with. I'm okay with him him being on on that level. Uh, I just I never saw him as a main eventer, so I, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with him going after the IC title uh, if the, if that's where they're going towards. I kind of like your idea of doing a a battle royal and then Ryback goes after the US title because uh, now correct me if I'm wrong, but Cesaro has yet to be signed for a match at WrestleMania. Correct, and he wasn't even on TV this past week, so maybe the, maybe this is the 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 opportunity to, uh, to 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 get him on the card. I think he deserves to be on the card because he's done a tremendous job, you know, with his character over the course of the past year and being a United States champion. So maybe I mean 
he's wrestled Ryback before, so I mean there is an excuse. There is a little bit of history there. So yeah, there definitely is a history there. I mean, I think it would definitely uh, work. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I'd I'd like to see it. I mean, it, it's and it's weird sometimes with Cesaro because I don't know what they're they're doing with him, and it's it's funny because didn't he? Uh, well, he was on SmackDown this week, and he lost uh, to Miss. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. He had, he had I apologize. To tap out to the the figure four. I usually fast forward through the Miz matches on my DVR, so I apologize. He tapped out pretty quickly on that figure four. So I mean, um, you know, it would be good. And I thought, you know, for me, like uh, uh, Cesaro and. Uh, Ryback, they actually have some decent in-ring uh, chemistry there. So I, I would kind of like that idea of, you know, Cesaro kind of playing this arrogance card that, he, you know, no, everyone's scared of him and wrestling him at uh, WrestleMania. And then, uh, you know, why not uh, have that battle royal? And, uh, you know, he winds up, you know, Ryback wins and goes after the U.S. title. I, I think that would be cool. I think that's... Honestly, Dave, I think that's the best solution if they need to find uh, something for Ryback to do if Mark Henry can't go. Stanford, if you're listening, you're welcome. <laughs> um, other so let's see. What what else do we have on this undercard now? We got uh, we talked a little bit about uh, you know, the Ryback and the the tag match situation. Um, you the know, we, we good. What the tag team championship? Yeah, like, that, and that's it. I, I mean, I agree. I mean, you kind of touched on it earlier. For that to work, and, and I don't know, you know, I get building suspense, but sometimes it's just building. It, it's, it just doesn't involve waiting. Um, you you got to wonder, you know, is there conflict even within the, the company uh, as to what exactly to do with uh, Ziggler? Because, you know, it's money in the bank thing, and we're kind of waiting for him to uh, – cash in and he's just not cashing in and now he's in a tag match at WrestleMania I think it works if and really only if he winds up cashing in and he walks out of WrestleMania being world champ and Cole holder of the tag team championship I think that works to really put him over as you know a, a, a legit you know bona fide main event kind of guy but if that if it doesn't play itself out like that, I, I I don't know, man. I don't know like what they're doing with with Ziggler. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I I think that I don't. I mean, I personally think the company doesn't want him to cash in at WrestleMania because there's a lot going on, and I think that you know with a lot of the part-time guys being gone shortly after WrestleMania that they could sit, that they want to save that to have a big moment heading into the springtime, um, you know, to kind of keep that WrestleMania hangover, so to speak, uh, you know, uh, you know, in effect. Um, but at the same time, no one has ever cashed in a money in the bank at a WrestleMania. And you would think as a, as a, as a performer, as a superstar in storyline, you know, terms, if you're holding, you know, if if if, if Ken Reedy or Dave Rosenluth are holding the Money in the Bank contract for an opportunity at the World Championship, you would want to cash in at WrestleMania on the biggest stage, you know, in front of everybody, and win the championship on the biggest show of the year and possibly the biggest, you know, and possibly the main event. 
I mean, I remember a few years back when, when Mr. Kennedy, who's, who's Mr. Anderson now on the, in the Aces and Eights and TNA, when he won the Money in the Bank in 2007 at WrestleMania 23, he proclaimed he was going to cash it in the following year at WrestleMania to the point where the WWE even had a countdown clock on WWE.com with his picture on it and the WrestleMania 24 logo counting down the days, the minutes, and the seconds that he was going to cash in the Money in the Bank contract. Unfortunately, he was sidelined with an injury. They had to write him off the TV, and then Edge got the Money in the Bank contract, and he cashed down Undertaker. But, I, I mean, that's something I would like to see is that a, ca- a cash in there to WrestleMania. It would, it would make for a pretty cool WrestleMania moment. But because they have Triple H and Brock Lesnar, CM Punk and The Undertaker, John Cena and The Rock, and some big things are probably going to come out of those matches, I think that they don't want a Money in the Bank cash in to take away from that. Um, I, brought, I, I brought up an idea um, a few weeks back to, to some friends of mine Originally, I would have thought. Originally, I would have put Dolph Ziggler against Chris Jericho because they still have a long-standing history with each other, and they've never gotten physically involved with each other since Jericho's gotten back, with the exception of inside the Royal Rumble match. I would have had Swagger Del Rio open up WrestleMania. Bell rings. AJ's music hits. He's come skipping down the ring. All of a sudden, Biggie Langston comes up from under the ring, out of nowhere, attacks Del Rio. Then, from under the ring, Ziggler shows up, attacks Swagger, knocks him out. Del Rio, Del Rio gets fucking, excuse my language, I'm sorry, gets zigzagged by by uh, by Ziggler. Ziggler wins the title. The match, it, this would be the first time a Money in the Bank holder cashed in during an actual match that he wasn't even involved in. Then Booker T's the GM. He comes out. He says, all right, it's official. You're the new champion. But the, the first world title match never really happened. So you're going to defend the title against those two guys, plus the guy you're advertised to face, Chris Jericho, in a fatal four-way. And you could really set the tone for the beginning of WrestleMania. It's like, wow, all this happened in, like, the first ten minutes? What, what's this show going to be like? You know? People, on, people who are watching on paper will probably call their friends and be like, Ziggler just cashed in. You didn't order WrestleMania. You better order it right now. You know? Like, it, it would, it would, that, that's, that's where I would have gone with it, instead of putting Ziggler in a tag team match. Yeah, I, I just don't know. It, it's weird because it just it seems again. It seems like one of those things that was you know thrown in out of nowhere. Not, and I don't doubt like it should be a decent match, um, but it, at times it just seems like you know they just don't know what exactly they're they're doing with Ziggler. And it's it's just odd to me that that a guy that I mean they put that you know you would think they gave him the money in the bank briefcase that they would just know exactly what they're doing. And you know maybe they do. You know, maybe they do, and we're a hundred percent wrong as far as uh, what we're uh, what we're inferring. But it just seems a little bit dis- disjointed right now. And you know, we really, you know, they're getting a tag title match now. I, I get it. I know it's it's wrestling, and I know that it's you know storyline and everything. But it's you know, it like why do they get a tag title match? You know, I, we haven't really seen Biggie in a match. He's gotten physical. But, I, you know, and then on SmackDown, and it was a good match. And I, I really do. I enjoy seeing uh, Kofi and uh, Dolph Ziggler go. I mean, I think they, they have good chemistry in the ring. They're both incredibly athletic. But there's, you know, it gets to a point where there's no reason to see it. I mean, Ziggler just goes over on Kofi every time they wrestle. So it's like, I don't know. It's, again, just feeling disjointed about the whole thing. So I... I I don't really know what what to make of it. Um, 
you know, do they come out of the tag match uh, champions? Do we see Hell No explode? Um, I don't know. But again, you know, it might be a very entertaining match. And you have, you know, guys in that ring. I mean, Big E is kind of a wild card. But, you know, the other three in the match, you know that those guys, you know, can perform. Uh, it may be an incredible match. Uh, but going into it, I'm I'm not real excited about it. So it's... Uh, it's just, again, I keep saying it, but it's just an interesting frame of mind to be in uh, going into WrestleMania. I mean, the, the aside from, like, the, the big matches, and it is funny. You said, like, a few weeks ago when you looked at, you know, where we started this, this real run to WrestleMania season. I mean, Dave, as a wrestling fan, how excited were you coming out of CM Punk versus Cena on Monday Night Raw? Oh, it's very excited. I mean, to be honest with you, I was I, I was so excited that if you know the rumors at the time were that Undertaker was you know before that match, before that Monday Night Raw, you know the the, the picture surfaced of the Undertaker returning to a house show, teaming with Sheamus, and you know before that there was doubt that he was going to even be there. And then when the match happened with CM Punk and John Cena, I mean, it was it was it was huge. It was a great match. It was probably their. I would go on record to say it was probably. Probably their best match that they've had, um, you know, in in the series of matches that they were involved in, um, you know, and I and I rate that match that they had at Money in the Bank 2011 as being their best match, but you know that Raw match kind of you know went over it. Um, but I was kind of hoping that Punk and Cena would be, you know, involved. You know, Punk would be involved in the title picture um, with Cena and Rock if he didn't if Undertaker wasn't available for WrestleMania. Um, and especially after that match, I was like, "Damn, that's like," I was like, "Wow!" Like you got to put Punk in there with those two. You got. I was like, "That that." I was like, "You got to." But Undertaker came back. We're on a different road with those two now. Um, so uh, I, I mean, I was very excited after the match. You know, after that show, and then with Triple H returning and everything. But then it just kind of went, <laughs> and I was just like, "Where's the where's the interest?" Like. The, the, I mean, Sheamus, at one point, Sheamus had a problem with the Shield. On, like, one episode of Raw, Sheamus had a problem with the Shield, and at the same time, he was getting involved in stuff with Wade Barrett. It's like, they didn't know, it's like, they're, they're not sure what to do. I mean, I've heard rumors that Vince had been really, like, temperamental to be around lately with cre- with creative uh, meetings, and Stephanie's kind of playing the buffer with the creative team and Vince, and he's second-guessing his own ideas, and you know, the ideas of the creative team. So from what I understand, it's been, with the exception of a few matches, everything else in the card has been touch and go as far as where they want to go. And it's translated on television. And to this fan, it's just like there's no excitement there. Yeah, great. I mean, I, I was so pumped, like, coming out of that uh, that match. And, and the, the uh, I mean, I remember on the thread on the Facebook when uh, – you know, that match and when you had the uh, Triple H-Brock uh, Lesnar confrontation, and, and it was an accident. I mean, and that's the weird thing also, going into WrestleMania. Like, when you really think about, you know, and again, rest in peace, Paul Bearer. Um, but the, the, the juice, the, the, the meat and potatoes of CM Punk Undertaker right now, they've used Paul Bearer's death. Okay? The intensity that was built, at least in the beginning with Lesnar and Triple H and that confrontation was the blood, which was an accident. 
So it's interesting that two of the things that kind of they've used going into WrestleMania kind of happened by chance. Um, I know we were going nuts on the Facebook when Lesnar was was busted open, um, you know, and that kind of gave that that storyline a, a you know a lot of juice. Um, let, let's get into that a little bit. I mean, you have Lesnar and uh, Triple H uh, again. That storyline, you know, it's we get it, but it's it's weird, and I get it, you know. Shawn Michaels was kind of part-timer, but, you know, he was more active than, than Triple H. You know, and he had his retirement match. He was putting his career on the line. Um, you know, Triple H, it was almost, he kind of hinted at retirement after Lesnar broke his arm. Um, after then not wrestling, all of a sudden his career's on the line. Like, that to me is, I don't know, it doesn't have as much oomph as i think maybe they thought it would i still think this should be a hard-hitting brawl but you know dave what did you what do you think of the stipulation with those guys and uh you know what what it'll mean for this match at wrestlemania well i mean the stipulation being no holds barred you know we're you're gonna see like you said like a a hard-hitting brawl between the two and and it makes sense you know the, the 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 career stipulation is there to put a shred of doubt in most fans' minds that Triple H will lose this match because, in my opinion, you know, I, I think you would agree, most fans think he's going to beat Brock Lesnar. You know, he's going to get his revenge because Brock Lesnar broke his arm twice and he, you know, humiliated him at SummerSlam. Um, so uh, the, the career stipulation is that. I think there needs to be more layers added onto this, in my opinion. I think that they, they, there needs to be some better explanation. You know, is his wrestling career on the line? Is his job as the COO on the line? Um, what does Heyman get out of this? What does Lesnar, you know, get out of all this? Um, I read a report this morning that apparently there's talk of um, there was a video that came out of Stephanie McMahon, like, training, like, boxing in a gym, um, and it might lead it, it might lead to her possibly getting invo- involved um, with uh, with Paul Heyman um, at, at uh, WrestleMania. I've heard possibilities of Vince getting involved. Um, I've even heard possibilities of they, they talked about Shawn Michaels possibly being in his corner. Um, but the newest one is, is that they want to get friends and even some family members in attendance for this match to really, like, hype and, and put it over the top that, you know, this could be the last match Triple H um, you know, obviously, you know, you've heard rumors of uh, Kevin Nash and, and, and X-Pac, um, the New Age Outlaws possibly being there. Shawn Michaels might even be there. So they really want to hit it home that this, I mean, there was an interview done at WWE.com with both Ric Flair and Triple H, or I'm sorry, Shawn Michaels, talking about Triple H's, you know, his career being on the line in this match. Um, so they're really trying to, I think what the, what they're going to do in the next you know, two weeks really hit it home that this could be the end of Triple H, um, and w- which to some viewers it might put a shred of doubt in their mind that Triple H will walk away from this match and win. Um, so I think that's what's going to be the real focus of all of this. Um, is his wrestling career on the line? Is his job in the company as a COO, the chief operating officer on the line? I think there needs to be more to be to, to explained in order for me as a viewer to 
have some emotional investment into the stipulation in this storyline. The match itself, I'll be I'll be excited to see because, you know, the, that that one incident on Raw when they beat the crap out of each other and Lesnar was bleeding, that sold me right there. They're like, okay, good, they're gonna you know they're gonna they're gonna kill each other at WrestleMania. It should be great. So that that that's we gotta wait and see till tomorrow night. You said it. You know, we're going to take a quick break right now, quick commercial break, and we're still waiting to hear from Papa Dama. While we are waiting, we're going to go right out to the phone. So here we go. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and we're going right out to the phone, 347-838-9815. It's a number to call. You are calling in to get us excited about WrestleMania. Can you do it? We'll be back after this. The word is spreading. More and more people are switching to Ambit Energy. Well, one of my neighbors switched, and then I switched. Now the whole neighborhood has Ambit. Who doesn't want to save money? The word is spreading. Switching to Ambit Energy is rewarding in more ways than one. I signed up and got a travel award. That's nice. Oh, I get to save on energy and on travel? There's a cruise for two out there just a few thousand kilowatts away. I can almost smell the sunscreen. The word is spreading. Ambit Energy even lets you earn free energy. When I get 15 friends to switch, I get free energy. I have 15 friends. At least I think I do. Hey, I'd be telling people to switch to Ambit anyway. If you'd like to switch to Ambit Energy, listen to the following contact information closely. Then spread the word. Joe Miller is an Ambit Energy Independent Consultant. If you want to upgrade or be a consultant, visit his website, Mainline. That's M-A-I-N-L-I-N-E, Mainline.JoinAmbit.com. That's Mainline.JoinAmbit.com. Ambit is available in New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, Washington, D.C., Illinois, Texas, and California. So be sure to go and check out Ambit Energy, and we're going to go right out to the phones at this time, and we're going to check out our man. Tony is on the line. Tony, are you there? Oh, yeah. Here I am. So can you do it, Tony? Can you get us excited about WrestleMania? Uh, Tell the truth. I I, I can't even get myself excited. Come on. That's what your job is. You need to get us excited. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it's going to be. I don't know. It's. I mean, WWE has been known for the, you know, like the builds have been, uh, you know, they've been known for their lack of build to the show, but usually the shows are, usually the shows are, are good. Um, but, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I hate to be a downer, but, you know, it's, I did hear that, that, that uh, might actually, might actually uh, rain in towards like, the <laughs> evening of the, of the show. Awesome. That's great. So yeah, this this WrestleMania, I mean, you know, yeah, I, I I really hate to be like a negative about it, but you know, it's just like they really haven't, like you said, they haven't really done anything to make this feel like a big, you know, like this is the biggest show of the year or whatever. They really haven't. Uh, I mean, for me, they haven't done it, you know, because I mean, I'm, I'm sure Triple H and Brock Lesnar will, will be really good, but they you know, that and that's where the plunder will be. But you know, like Tim uh, Taker can't do really can't do too much. So what if? Triple H and Brock is going to be like the big brawl. What's what? What are you going to do with Undertaker or CM Punk? You know, because no, it's it's a good question. I mean, where do you go with that match? Let, let me ask that. I mean, and again, I'm excited. I think Dave's excited. We're excited for the weekend, and and no doubt, you know, come Monday morning, even Tuesday morning, because we're going to the Raw on that Monday night. And I, you know, we're going to come out of it with you know that. 
very happy wrestling hangover where we're just you know we're enjoyed the weekend. Um, and I'm I'm psyched for the package. I'm psyched like for the the weekend of events uh, as a wrestling fan. Um, you know, again, and it's funny how things have evolved. And maybe that that was part of the problem. Maybe Brock Lesnar getting opened up uh, got everyone so excited because it really kind of added um, an element of of danger of intensity to the rivalry that it, it was already intense and. I've always liked Triple H and his ability to bring that uh, intensity to the fold. But, um, you know, when he got when Brock Lesnar got opened up, that kind of added a lot. Uh, so maybe by that accident, all they could, you know, the only way they could go was down as far as the intensity there. Um, you know, I am looking forward to seeing what these two guys can do. Um, I agree with you. When you look at The Undertaker, you do wonder as a fan, you know, what can he do? Uh, are they putting him with Punk because Punk can carry him? Uh, you hear all these reports throughout the year of him being banged up, being, being injured. You know, what are we going? What Undertaker are we going to get uh, going into WrestleMania? And I think for a lot of fans, that's you know almost the the biggest suspense uh, feeling is is that like what are we going to get out of Taker? Is there a match right now? I mean, now we have some undercard matches. Uh, is is there a match right now, Tony, that you're looking forward to more than anything? Um, I don't know. I mean, that that really there isn't really anything that's has like this big, you know. It's like oh man, you know, it's like uh, I, I guess Triple H and Lesnar just because of the, you know, I guess that's how this, you know, it's like the, the best build out of out of out of everything, you know. Because I mean, I was gonna say like Ryback and Mark Henry, but I, my God, I, I hope Mark Henry isn't injured, you know, because uh, that would, you know. Because I gotta say, I was I was looking forward to actually seeing that seeing that match. I hope they can still I hope they can still go ahead with that one. Yeah, uh, you're right, man. I mean, you bring up a good point. I actually, you know, out of all the stuff this week, and and we are, you know, unfortunately, this is kind of the show has taken a, a bit of a negative spin. But I was kind of psyched. I enjoyed their confrontation. I kind of liked, uh, you know, Ryback in the clothesline. I liked just seeing those two. But they didn't have to do anything. Just those two behemoths, kind of staring each other down. I kind of like that. I, I, I'm i going to be disappointed if that match doesn't happen. Yeah, so uh, I think a lot of people will be. I mean, you know, it's... Because even, you know, like, even before the match was, you know, like, you know, like officially made uh, last week, there was... I mean, there had been talk of, like, putting Mark Henry with the Shield and Ryback right teaming up with Big Show, Sheamus, and Randy Orton and doing an eight-man, possibly. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I hope that they don't uh, do that just because if Mark Henry's injured, you know... Because you know, I I really don't think the Shield needs, they don't they don't, they don't need anyone else. You know, it's just you know, like, just them as a three as a as a threesome is is good. Uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, as far as you know, like that, uh, I like I say, I really hope that should be good. This, that match, uh, even the six man should be good too. And um, I think I, you were saying you know, it's like it's, I didn't think of it, but yeah, the Orton heel turn might come into play there against um, yeah, when. When that happens, uh, even Dave, I, I remember the, the, the idea you were just saying about what you would have done with, uh, with Dolph. I remember, yeah, I remember you, uh, you, you uh, were telling me about that. You wrote me uh, a couple yeah. of weeks ago. We were chatting about that, and yeah. I, I think that, that would be a damn good way to open the show. It brings that unpredictability factor, like last year. Like people crap on it, but I thought that was great with Seamus and Daniel Bryan with the 18 seconds. I mean, it was like I jumped out of my seat. And I was like, "Wow, that's how you start WrestleMania! I can't wait how the rest of the show is going to be like." And I was serious. Like, you know, I think that I think that'd be something that you know could really get you know people to you know 
it would, it would set a tone uh, for, for the unpredictability factor and anything can happen factor, you know, for WrestleMania. And maybe bring some excitement to it that they haven't brought in the past five weeks already. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, and I, I agree. I mean, that, that would be something cool. I mean, I, I agree with you. I mean, so many people crapped on it, and I, I loved the Open last year. I thought it was tremendous. And, and anyone who thought, like, how could they do this to Daniel Bryan? Daniel Bryan has had the biggest year of his career. So, you know, the talented guys can take something like that and turn it into a positive. And Daniel Bryan has had a great year um, in, in professional wrestling. So, I mean, I kind of liked it, and I agree with you. I think when you when you sit down and – the card is is starting, and you almost have this. To me, at least, when you start a wrestling event or a WrestleMania or whatever it is, and you're there live, there's almost this sense of complacency uh, when you start. It's the opening bout, you know. It's not going to be a big deal. Nothing big's going to happen. The show's just starting, and when you do something like that, it totally like snaps the audience into focus. And and even if you hated it last year, it's still snapped you into focus it's still if you hated what they did last year in that open you still jumped out of your seat and were like crap what are they doing to daniel bryan so that was my reaction well there you go so it still kind of has that whether you liked it or you hated it it still evoked a visceral reaction and really engaged you in the show in the product immediately and it, it would be good if they did something to that effect uh you know in this year, because like like we keep saying, it there's, there has not been a lot of a setup uh, this year. Tony, thank you so much for giving us a call this week. Uh, hopefully, we'll talk to you Tuesday. And if you guys don't know, you should know the best blogger, bar none, in the business. Tony is our blogger. Go to thekenreedyshow dot com. Check out his Raw, SmackDown, and Impact blogs each and every week. Tony, thanks a lot for the call. We'll talk to you soon. All right, yeah, I'll be calling on Tuesday. Awesome. Thanks a lot. Yeah, right. now, you know, Dave, speaking of Tuesday, you know, we have a, a bit of a special announcement like coming in starting uh, WrestleMania weekend uh, because of the uh, resounding success. <laughs> you know, when, we, when we're heard, we're good. We really are. You know, sometimes it might take a little bit, but when we're heard on the Ironbound, we're good and good. Kazarian joined us on, on the AM side of things. We had Big Vito on the AM side of things. So starting off WrestleMania week, we've been we've been upped. We're going to be going to 90 minutes. So 90 minutes starting WrestleMania week. So that'll be a fun way to kick off WrestleMania, even though it's Tuesday. We'll be kicking off our WrestleMania week with a... Well, we'll be kicking off. I guess Sunday would be kicking it off. So kick it off here on Sunday for two hours, and we'll give you 90 minutes. On Tuesday, right after. We're the ones you want to listen to on Tuesday. Right after. On the Tuesday. Right after the last Raw before WrestleMania. You want to get all the Raw reaction on Tuesday on Ironbound Radio. IR1640AMRadio.com. So, exciting, Dave. 90 minutes. 90 minutes, yes. Hopefully, I'll be on for all of them. (laughs) But, no, it's great. For more than you've been. I'm sorry? You'll be on for more than you've been. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> that is true. Wow. Now is actually to be on for sixty, but we'll be scheduled for ninety. So yes, should be a good time, and we're going to go right back out to the phones because we have one Mister Trivia from the top rope. Mister Trivia, are you there? Yes, guys, I'm here. 
How you doing? What do you got for us this week? Well, I heard, uh, well, first of all, I just want to say, listening to Diamond Dave Rosenbluth is is one of the reasons, other than you, Ken, is one of the reasons why your show is such a success. Dave, you have got the most innovative, unbelievable takes on wrestling I've ever seen from anybody that I've known in years. And you're... Your um, opening for the WrestleMania, I mean, that would just, like, blow the doors off of this year's WrestleMania. But my take on the things is, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, um, I understand that I've heard rumors to the fact that Del Rio is going to beat, I mean, Swagger's going to beat Del Rio, and then Ziggler's going to cash in and beat um Swagger to win the title. Now they've got Ziggler against Biggie Langston. So obviously, if Del Rio, so obviously if Ziggler cashes in and wins, I don't think they're still going to have that match. Because correct me if I'm wrong, you can't hold two titles in the WWE. Correct? That's not true at all. They've gone around oh. so many polls. It's I, well, if it, I can name plenty of guys that held two titles. Um, D'Lo Brown held the European and the Intercontinental Championship. So did Kurt Angle. Um, been, I mean, Steve Stone Cold and Triple H were once the tag team champions, and they both held the Intercontinental and the WWE Championship respectively. Um, so I mean, there's been there's been plenty of instances where guys can hold titles, um, you know, multiple championships. Um, I think they been, dragged that out when it, it, if they okay. they suit some storyline wise because they did that with the Warrior. When he had the IC title and he beat Hogan, he had the IC and the the, uh, WWF championship. And uh, I I have, like, in my head, I seem to remember, like, Gorilla Monsoon saying, well, uh, you know, you can't hold two titles at the same time here, so the Warriors being forced to give up the Intercontinental Championship, something to that effect. So That was when they had three three titles. Now they have 33 titles. So, I mean, (laughs) okay. So I think, yes, they could always bust that out again if they wanted to to facilitate storylines like Dave put out there so eloquently, by the way, Dave, uh, that, yeah, multiple people had two titles at one time. I also heard that the WWE has uh, offered Maurice, um, Kelly Kelly, and Beth Phoenix matches at WrestleMania, and I also heard that they did not decline the offer. Do you see them... uh, Possibly participating in a match at WrestleMania. Um, I heard that. Yeah, I heard that this morning. Uh, it's been going on for weeks that they've been trying to rebuild the Divas division. Um, I, I, I heard that they didn't decline the offer. Um, I mean, I don't know what's true and what's not. They could pull a rabbit out of the hat and surprise us all. Um, the rumor I heard is that they were going to that there was talk of doing a past versus present Divas match some sort of tag match at WrestleMania, and somehow Trish Stratus, who was being inducted into the Hall of Fame that weekend, was going to be involved. I think she was going to be either refereeing or managing the past divas. Um, I don't know. It's possible. Um, but if they're going to do it, they better they better get on it tomorrow night because um, we're two weeks away. Then again, they could announce it the night of WrestleMania on the YouTube show, and nobody will care because about 40,000 people are going to leave during that match to go get a T-shirt or a goddamn hot dog or something, just like they do during all the Diva matches. So, I mean, I could see it I could see it happening, but it, it's, 
this wrestling fan, with all due respect to the women out there and women wrestlers, it, it's not my cup of tea. You know, you're you're hot, but I'm 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 not interested in the athleticism or lack thereof of the women in the WWE. Right, I I agree there, and uh, you know they might actually have a divas. If they do that, they might actually have a divas match that goes longer than three minutes. And uh, well, also, you, uh, Dave, huh? Well, the, the other thing too about having a divas match, like why do they why do they schedule a divas match on WrestleMania? Do they expect seventy thousand people to want to take a nap? Like, yeah, you know. I don't, I don't get it, but yeah, well, go especially ahead. With, I mean, we're, we're talking like there's been no build for, like, the other matches. I mean, there's been absolutely no build for this. I mean, and there's been no build over the past how many years when it comes to the Diva division. I mean, they, they've done nothing. Look, if, if we're going back and we're in, you know, in the era when Trish was popular and Lita was popular and they were going to, you know, they're looking to do something big with the Divas at WrestleMania, all right, you know, maybe I'm going to be into it. Maybe I'm going to be a little bit excited. They have... They have crapped on the Diva division for years. They have made it uninteresting. So giving them a spot at WrestleMania, they, they've almost, you know, I, I mean, unless that's the point, you know, let's throw in a Divas match. If, if the fans are going to get up to go grab a beer or buy a T-shirt or go to the bathroom, well, let's provide a Diva match so they don't get up during the matches we want the fans to see. But they've done yeah, everything yeah. they could to just annihilate this division and just make the women eye candy. So if you're going to do that, yeah, I mean, with all due respect to ladies, and over the years we've had very talented females that have been very entertaining to watch. But this WWE right now, a diva match holds no interest for me either. Yeah, I I agree with that. And one quick, one other quick thing, guys. Uh, Dave and Ken, I I know that uh, you guys have discussed. Um, that there's a really good possibility of a Randy Orton heel turn at WrestleMania. Uh, I was reading on one of the websites this past week about a possibility of Kofi Kingston as a heel turn. Do you guys see that happening? I heard that, and I actually... uh, I had heard that actually a while ago, and it never happened, and I'm hearing it again uh, now. I, I personally, I love it. I would love to see I, – I think Kofi's a, a real talented guy. And, you know, I remember back to that, that – and, and it was kind of short-lived, but the program he had with uh, Randy Orton and him, like, uh, busting up Randy Orton's car and, and the intensity he provided, you know, his his shtick is stale. Um, I I would like to see what Kofi could do. As a heel, I'd like to see how exactly they would tweak his character. I, you know, it's rare that I don't enjoy a Kofi Kingston match. The guy's entertaining in the ring. Do I see him as a WWE champion? Absolutely not. But I, I enjoy his matches. He, he's a consistent worker. Uh, the guy gets a tremendous amount of height anytime he's coming off that top rope. I mean, he just doesn't, you know, I mean, he leaps. He gets a good, like, it seems like a good four or five feet on top of, like, you know, above the, the top ring rope. Uh, I would like to see what, what he could do, whether it happens or not, whether it's a rumor they're floating out there to see what fans think. Who knows? But as far as myself, I would like to see uh, what he could do as a heel. What do you think, Dave? I, 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 I do agree. I'd like to see a heel turn, too. Um, here's the, here's the, the thing that, that stops me from continuing that is the fact that, 
he's so flashy and flies around, and he gets such a great reaction for all the moves that he does that he's got to change his in-ring style if he's going to be a heel. Because let's face it, if he's going to still do come out and go boom, 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 and jump off the top rope and get a big pop, it's not going to work because the people are going to react in a positive way. He's got, I mean, obviously he'll probably change up the boom and he won't fly around as much, but he's still going to use some of the stuff in his repertoire that he knows in order to, you know, in order to formulate a match with a guy. So, like, he would have to work a different style. If anything, like, if he were to turn heel, like, maybe a manager, like, get somebody as a mouthpiece for him, somebody to draw some heat on him, or maybe even a tag team partner, have him tag up with somebody and form a heel tag team. I just, I mean... He, he, like I said, he gets such a strong reaction when he jumps off that top rope and does all the crazy stuff that he does that it's hard not to, to it's it's hard to dislike the guy because you're 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 awed and you're entertained by what he does, you know, with his high flying maneuvers. So he would he would really it would have to be like a complete overhaul for him, and I don't know if he could do that on his own. Yeah, that's uh, that's one. Uh... That's one good possibility, too. All right, guys, I understand, too, that I heard Dank uh, mention something before about the possibility he'd like to see Undertaker, CM Punk in a Buried Alive match. That would be interesting, but I, I think I'd like to see uh, Undertaker, CM Punk in a casket match. See how that would play out because they're, you know, because of the things that are going on with that and Paul Bearer. And, uh, guys, I'll, on that note, I'll hang up and listen to your response. And um, thank you for supporting the Top Rope Report. And don't forget to have everybody uh, celebrity.com, www.drinkcelebrity.com. Go to like the page. Also, to, also we love the Ken Reedy Show. Keep up the good work, guys. Thanks a lot. We'll talk to you soon. There, Mr. Trivia on the line with us. Yeah, Celebrity. We talked uh, about to be Brian Blair. Uh, that's his uh, tea product. So uh, yeah, head on to Facebook and just like it. It's Celebra. So like like you're saying celebrity, but it's Celebra and then tea as in the drink tea. C E L E B R I then T E A. Celebra tea. This is a spelling Ken Reedy show. Is yeah. this a spelling bee or the Ken Reedy show? <laughs> Celebra tea. So yeah, go check that out. That's B. Brian Blair. So we're we're definitely gonna get B. Brian Blair back on again. That was that was a lot of fun having him on. So uh we're gonna get him back on real soon. But for now, you know, we're we're a couple minutes early, but we have some phones in, in the bank. So why don't we just we'll go to the news right now and then we'll go right back out to your phone calls. Again, three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five is the number to call. Without further ado, you hear it here. Each and every week, the 50-50 Day 5 News Report. Take it away, Dave. Thank you very much, Ken. This is the Day 5 News Report, only heard here on the Ken Reedy Show every Sunday night at the top of the hour. Our first story this week, Figure 4 Wrestling Online is reporting that there is major concern over the status of Rey Mysterio within the WWE. With the latest injury sidelining Mysterio up till possibly June, rumors have circulated that there is a good chance that Mysterio may be working in conjunction with the company to ask for his release. However, the holdup is believed to be that WWE wants the rights to use his name in future merchandise projects. Amidst all these rumors, some within the company hope to have Mysterio back by June, but not on a full-time basis. This week, WWE released longtime referee Jack Doan. 
Don had worked with the company since 1991, starting out on the ring crew to eventually being one of the top referees in the WWE. There was no reason given as to why Jack Doan was released. And I reported recently that Diamond Dallas Page was raising money for donations to help Scott Hall, who's living with him currently in Atlanta for their accountability crib, to receive a hip replacement as well as other medical-related issues. Well, I'm happy to report that on Monday, the goal of $80,000 has been reached, and Scott Hall will receive his hip replacement very soon. Current TNA Knockouts champ, Velvet Sky, and former Knockouts champion, Angelina Love, have been cast in a superhero movie called Foe and Orchid, Little Deaths. Also, former Knockout Rosita will be starring in a horror film called Army of the Damned. No details on when production begins on those two respective projects. And in our final story this week, in some rather strange news and maybe amusing to some, former WWE Intercontinental Champion and Women's Champion China has publicly announced that she will be leaving the pornographic films industry for good after her latest film, She-Hulk Triple X. She will be moving to Japan to become, of all things, an English language teacher to Japanese students. Folks, check it out. <laughs> that just sounds like a setup to a porn movie. What is it like? Are they like trying to like do like a Godzilla porn or something? Like I don't, like, I don't know. Like that's that, that's almost as amusing as finding out that Sonny is sober. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's never happened. <laughs> okay. Season 9 of The Gun Show. Check it out. YouTube slash Steve Off. I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> NWA on Fire, Friday nights on MeTV at 11 p.m. The man's name on the marquee is Ken Reedy, but you can check him out with Ray Ray Mars every Friday night. NWA on Fire. And don't forget, The Ken Reedy Show, 6 p.m. Tuesday nights. Ironbound Radio. Check it out. IR1640AMRadio.com. Starting April 2nd, we're going to go 90 minutes. Check it out. And there you have it. That was the Day 5 News Report. Only heard here on the Ken Reedy Show. Ken, back to you. Yeah, so many things. You know, it's it's cool being part of NWA on Fire. And then we got, uh, you know, we got some shows coming up. Uh, we got shows in Pennsylvania. Coming up uh, April fifth, actually, so many things going on around WrestleMania weekend. Uh, so we got we're in Pennsylvania on April fifth, and uh, April sixth we're in Dover, New Jersey. Uh, we El Leon Apollo is one of the big stars is going to be returning. So uh, if you want tickets to any of those events? You know, go to nwaonfire.com. Uh, check that out to get your tickets. Uh, it's amazing, like being a part of the NWA. Um, and interestingly enough, and you know, we can we can digress and talk a little NWA wrestling because uh, we we have a brand new champion uh, in the NWA. Uh, Rob Conway is the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. Interesting thought. Now, everyone out there, if you didn't hear, I mean, Dave, I'm sure you heard the story this week. We posted the story uh, on our website. Uh, Chris Masters, former WWE star. Got wind, got a phone call that his mother had essentially been, I guess, kidnapped. Uh, this crazy neighbor barricaded himself 
in his mother's house with Chris Masters' mother and was threatening to kill her and himself by setting the house on fire, which he, in fact, did. Set the house on fire. Um, Chris Masters gets wind that uh, his mom is in danger, runs over to the house, rips a tree out of the ground, throws it through a window, and drags his mom to safety. Are you kidding me? If they put that in the movie, people would say that is so ridiculously unrealistic. But you know what they say, truth is stranger than fiction. And the reason why I'm bringing this story up, even though it happened a few days ago, Chris Masters, before all this, before Conway won the title, Chris Masters was scheduled to wrestle Rob Conway in a former WWE Stars match at the Parade of Champions, the NWA Parade of Champions in Houston, in NWA Houston. My thought, and throwing it out there, speculation, if you're the NWA, now I thought Conway was a good choice, and I'm not saying he's not a good choice, but the NWA could use a little a little shot in the ass, a little 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 publicity. How huge would it be for the NWA and Chris Masters if, you know, after all this, former WWE star saves his mom's life, hero, you know, being reported on TMZ and all the other news outlets. Well, I mean, I had people who are not wrestling fans who are contacting me and saying, did you hear about this former wrestler? So it's everywhere that after all this, he goes in and winds up winning the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. I don't know, and I feel bad. It's one of those things where, like, you know, it could wind up being, you know, wrong place, wrong time for for a a Rob Conway because, again, I liked the choice initially, but do you consider this quickly putting the strap on a Chris Masters day? Um, Yeah, I mean, you know, why not? I mean, it it, it, could – publicity for the NWA. I mean, you know, if, if, you know, they are associated and their champion is, you know, this, this hero for saving his mother's life. Um, I mean, it's, it's more publicity for them, more people to watch your show every Friday night. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't see why, I don't see why not. And, and no, no disrespect intended to, uh, Rob Conway, you know, he's a, he's a great choice to be the NWA world heavyweight champion, but, um, I think I think from a, a public relations standpoint and to get more eyeballs on the television screen, um, it would help having Chris Masters, you know, uh, be the NWA world champion or just even be a part of the company itself, you know, um, to, to be a part of the organization and, you know, be a focal point in uh, storylines and, and give, you know, your show and the company you work for, you know, a shot in the ass, like you said. I mean, it's funny because you never know what's going to happen because, you know, all the talk about, you know, we talked a lot about on this show, you know, you want The Rock with the belt because when he does his talk show circuit, he'll have the WWE title with him and that that wound up not being the case. So go figure. But, you know, when you think about a story like this and what Chris Masters did, it, it opens it up for, you know, there might be some media outlets you know, wanting to bring him on, wanting to talk about the story, you know. Now, granted, the Parade of Champions is a month away. So, I mean, that that kind of, you know, news turns over pretty quickly. But, you know, it couldn't hurt the NWA if some of these talk shows want to bring him on as, a, 
you know, talk about the story of him saving his mother's life. It can't hurt the NWA for him to, yeah, I'm also the NWA World Heavyweight Champion right now. So, um, again, and it's funny because I, I almost feel bad saying it because I did really like uh, Conway as a choice, but, you know, business is business. And, uh, you know, it it could potentially help uh the NWA out a lot and it's interesting because this match was signed this match was signed before Conway even had the title uh the NWA released a press uh press release this week and they said that they're just going to go ahead with the match as scheduled so even though it was not a title match the match was supposed to be just those two guys going at it uh because Conway has the belt now uh that is going to be a championship match so it should be interesting to see where exactly they go, how long uh, Conway's run winds up being. But uh, interesting to see a guy like Chris Masters, who, uh, you know, had a, had an okay run, uh, not a great run, but a decent run in the WWE, now finds himself in the news as a, a hero and potentially has got a shot, well, definitely has a shot and potentially could be the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. We'll... We'll keep you posted and see what happens there. But right now, last night, there was an interesting event. Um, and it's cool when you see companies starting to work together for the greater good. Uh, but we had uh, the BWO, who have been uh, great friends of ours. Uh, ROH invaded the BWO. And every uh, match of that event, uh, including our friend Steve Alt, my broadcast partner, Ray Ray Mars, involved. Uh, it was uh, one guy from the BWO and one guy from ROH. That's how that event uh, played itself out. So... Right now, we have uh, uh, Mr. Bob Arian on the line. He's going to let us know how exactly the event went last night. Bob, are you there? Yeah, yeah. Can, uh, can you hear me? We can hear you. Can you hear us? Uh, okay. Uh, first, uh, letting you know we're sitting history on your show, because I'm probably the first one calling you from about 4,000 feet in the air. I'm on a helicopter heading to Langley, Virginia. We're over Maryland right now, and then later I'll be jetting off to uh, Area 51. So... Uh, I'm just trying to make you famous. That's awesome. Yeah, I don't think we've had anyone call from a helicopter. You be careful out there. You know, I've I've heard uh, some weird things happen out there at Area 51. Ah, don't worry about it. I got everything under control. I save the world every day, one day at a time. But getting to last night's show, yes, uh, it was a wonderful show, uh, a show from the ashes at Bettner, New Jersey, right outside of Atlantic City. It was a community fundraiser. And we had well over 300 people uh, pack the place, a lot of them young kids who actually had a great time. Uh, I believe BWO has started a war with ROH. Uh, basically what happened was we had the building booked about a year ago. Uh, ROH wants to run there, and they can't get in the building without our permission. And uh, we basically told them, no, it's our building. So uh, I guess whatever happened, the uh, challenges were issued uh, so now we had some uh, ROH wrestlers come in, and uh, I'll get right to the uh, chase here. ROH is Grizzly Redwood, beat Ray Ray Mars. Uh, Ray, the spoiled brat he is, ranted and cried he would not leave the ring. He stayed in there and created such a, sh- a scene. Section 8, the BWO president, went to ask him to leave. When Ray refused to leave, he went to hit Section 8. Now, you know, Section 8's a war veteran. He's not going to let anybody hit him. So he basically choked him out and had the police remove him for trespassing. So Ray Ray Mars was arrested last night. So I don't know where he is right now. You may have lost your broadcast partner unless you hear from him. I have, have no idea. Okay? Next, we have ROH's Delirious, Beat Preacher. 
in an exciting match, okay, that had everybody standing on their feet. Uh, it was all over the place. Uh, let's see, the next event, main event, your your guy uh, there, Ken, Tristan Law. Tristan Law went against Redis Titus to keep the BWO title. But again, cheating involved. Titus went for the top rope suplex, and Tony held Tristan's leg, so Titus fell back in the ring, and Tristan caught him with a flying headbutt. So again, Ken, you know, what kind of people are you supporting here? Uh, again, Steve Off retains the USA Championship by beating Joe Gacy. Joe jumped Steve after the bell. I went in to stop him. He backed off. When I went to check on Steve, Joe kicked me in the head. Another classy guy that they're having around here. And then, Tag Team Championship change. The LNF Express, Tommy Face, and Ricky Landell defeated the, the East Coast players to win the BWO Tag Team. I'm not a fan of Tommy Face, but I'm going to tell you something. This tag team, they look good together, and they're going to be a force to be reckoned with in the PWO. Finally, we welcome back the sign guy, Mike Ferrara. So, Dave, you may be off the hook. You know, he probably likes you again. He managed magic, but the most brutal part of the show was when Tony Scott beat him with his cane, possibly breaking his arm and causing severe arm, arm damage to him. Another classy guy that... Ken loves and supports. Okay. I'm, so, I'm so happy, Bob, that 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 Mike. I mean, Mike Ferrara's good graces now. Thank you for letting me know that from a helicopter, well, he, by the way. He, he told he told me to tell you that uh, you know, he he forgives you for everything he said or you said to him, and I still don't know where he, where he's coming from. But he says he's going to let you continue to do the day five report. And so I have to give you that message. <laughs> So, uh, one more shot. You can continue this phone call in a helicopter. Well, I'm trying. Uh, they're not too happy about it, um, so I got to make it really quick. And I'm just going to do a quick shout out. Steve Off is going to be in Richfield Park, New Jersey, Knights of Columbus, this Friday night, and it's going to be with the uh, East East Coast Professional Wrestling (ECPW). Okay, and then BWO again, April 20th, back in Nutley, New Jersey. Uh, check the website, bodyslam.com, for updates on that. Very cool. Thanks for calling in and giving us uh, I'm the updates. I'm getting a lot of dirty looks from the pilot here because he told me I couldn't make this call. Well, we appreciate you calling and let, and let us know. Uh, uh, you know, it doesn't sound like it's over between uh, the BWO and ROH, so uh, look forward to seeing uh, what happens in the future, you guys. Okay. Uh, you guys stay safe. I'll uh, talk to you eventually. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Oh, amazing! They had Bob on his way to uh, Area Fifty One. Sounds like it was it was kind of a cool event. Uh, you know, it's it's neat seeing the two companies kind of going at it, uh, rival factions, if you will. And uh, you know, Tommy Face and uh, Landell, uh, Ricky Landell, winning the titles. Uh, you know, Ricky Landell is a guy who uh, he won. Uh, you know what? I'm I'm forgetting the exact year, but he won the uh, cauliflower cauliflower alley clubs future legends award um so he's definitely a guy with a lot of talent uh interesting to see how this uh new tag team new tag team champions uh goes moving forward uh exciting time so good stuff and you know why how you know what better way to follow up that call from a helicopter then we will actually go right out to the phones because we got 
Mike Ferrara on the line. Mike, are you there? Hey, guys. How's it going? How are you doing? So you got hit with the cane last night? <laughs> hit with the cane? Let me tell you something. That, the biggest pop of the night was when I got hit with the cane. I think everybody I think everybody heard I think everybody in Mars heard it last night. <laughs> well, how are you feeling? I mean, did did, did they break anything? Is it is a bad bruise or what do you got? Uh, I can't even well, I can honestly tell you I can't even lift it today. Um I went to the hospital after after uh, Magic and I tried to go to the buffet, but for some reason they closed. I don't understand how how do they close the buffet? When they see a big fat guy like Magic, like my buddy, go there because they know we're going to spend money, and they close it down. I don't, I don't know. I, I still want to find that out. But the that was a buffet in um, Atlantic City closes so early. But anyway, maybe, maybe maybe because they knew it was going to go out of business if you guys showed up. It's a good point. Well, we were definitely, I was definitely hungry after what happened. But anyway, um, as Bob was telling you the story. Magic, magic. Um, what do you call it? Magic had asked me to come to come back, and I surprised everybody last night by by showing up because I, I like I said, I ha- I've had enough of Tony Scoff. Um, and then there was a whole thing with the, the whole thing with you guys disrespecting me. The reason why I was upset, and I'll get to it, is because Tony Scoff is a big enemy of mine, and everybody knows it. I mean, he's been picking on me, doing these stupid things, but last night. The problem I'm having is that he's got that stupid cane, and um, Section 8, who who I like him, but, I mean, and he came over to me, son, guy, you're right, after I'm, I can't even move, uh, I'm telling him to get the cane away from him, and the cane's still in the guy's, the guy's hand. The, the guy's a parasite. He shouldn't be walking around with a cane, obviously. I mean, and then his man, Mike Cap, his man, Mike Cap, won because, they, again, he just Tony Scott grabs Magic's leg, and then um, he does. They don't see the, that cap gives a low blow, and um, that's how that whole thing unfolded. It was it was a terrible situation, and and then and then all night I had Bob Aaron come up to me trying to make amends with me and trying to be my friend again. And I told him, Bob, I like you. I told him I never stopped liking you. You know. He said, oh, how come you weren't at the last show? And I, I told him, you know, Bob, I, I told him, you know, Bob, I had things I had to take care of. I was getting myself right. And then all of a sudden the lights go out and and, 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 and creepy things are going on back there. <laughs> I, I, I wonder what the heck goes on with Bob Arian's head. I, I get nervous. You know, you, you got to have eyes in the back of your head when it comes to those guys. But uh... No, you know, and I'll say this, though. My cat reminds me of Dolph Ziggler. The problem is he's an arrogant jerk. He's got no talent. That's all I'll just say it that way. I mean, come on. Wait a minute. He, wait a minute. Hold on. Uh, time out. Time out. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. He reminds you of Dolph Ziggler, <laughs> but he's an arrogant jerk and he has no talent? That's right. He's got no talent. He's a jerk. Well, anyway, what part of him reminds you of, of Dolph Ziggler then? Because he dyed his hair. Because Cap oh, just dyed his hair, hair or something. Yeah, oh, just, oh, it's because on. of his, his hair. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. I mean, come on. Come on. I mean, I, I shaved my head. I'm not Goldberg, thank God. <laughs> I shaved my head. I'm not Ryback, thank God. I and mean, people don't go around telling me feed me more. I mean, but... Well, uh, apparently you wanted to be fed more at the buffet Saturday night, but they were closed, so... Trying. We were trying. to get. We were trying to get there, Dave. It was, it was, it was crazy. And, uh, and, and, you know, it was just one of those things. But 
I was happy to be back at BWO, but under those circumstances, I mean, I posted a picture of, of on Facebook of my arm. I mean, it was, and then I had, and you know what? What's funny? I heard fans chant "Beat him with the king." That's another thing I heard: "Beat him with the king." I'm like, oh, thanks a lot. I was I was grateful that Tony I was grateful that Tony didn't get a hold of Ray Ray Mars' guitar and beat me with it. So that's quite a night. Oh, I I had yes, I had I had quite I had quite a night with with all the the comings and goings. In fact, I actually got to see some of my old friends. Um, not that they came out to help me. Nobody helped me. That's nothing. Nobody even helped me up. I had to help myself up. But you know what? I I um what do you call? It? I'm that means you have no friends. No, I don't. Actually, you know what? That's not true because I have a good friend, and I was watching his back last night, and I will continue to be, you know, I will continue to be that. I will continue to be a BWO, and I will continue to make a stand on this. So that, does that mean you're back on? You got uh, you're going to be back on a regular basis now. You're going to be in uh, going down there in Magic's corner for uh, the uh, foreseeable future. Of course, can I? You know, I've been with Magic. I've been with Magic since 2008, and nothing's going to stop me. And and uh, that's the way it is. The guy loves the guys at BWO, and they love me. And that's the way it should be. You know, it's just, it's a one hand wash to the other. And I'm going to and, and I'm going to continue to do what I know how to do. I know how to entertain. And that's what I know. But then I also know how to fight. I mean, but Tony Scott wants to fight with a king. It's time for me, I guess, to go back into my old repertoire and it's time for me to dig a little dirty at myself. So maybe I won't be, maybe I won't be with the VWO in the near future. If things don't change. I don't know. Maybe we need to have like you, you versus Tony Scoff with like the the cane like hanging, like a cane match. You know, the first person to get to the cane gets to use it. Well, I got something to tell you. Last night, I stole somebody's cane, to tell you the truth. You stole someone's cane? Yes. I hope it wasn't some senior citizen using a uh, the slot machine. You're, you're, your life just gets better and better as you keep telling this story. Truthfully, you, I did steal the cane, because you know what? I need a, I need some protection. But uh, who knows if they're going to let me bring it to the next show? I doubt I can highly doubt it. Everything's going Tony Scott's way. Tony Scott was, was so happy when he hit me with that cane. And and, 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 then, and then the best is I go into the back, and some fan, some fan that's walking around in the back area says, Are you okay, sir? Your arm's hanging down. I said, Yes, ma'am. I'm, I'm fine. I just got hit with a cane, and, I, and all is right with the world. <laughs> It was like ring my bell. What happened? What happened to? What happened to? Uh, what happened to the sign guy? You know, and but and then and then magic. Uh, and then magic was so concerned about me, and I'm concerned about him. And then caps out there at intermission telling everybody how he beat magic square. And then I pick up a chair, and Bob Aaron comes over to me and tells me to put the chair down because Tony came over to me again with his cane, and I had to defend myself. But they don't want. It's unbelievable, you know, Mike. It's you know, heal up. Uh, hope the arm gets better, and uh, look forward to seeing you at, at a BWO no, event in the future. Hey, hey, you know what? You know what? On on this last note, and and it's got something to do with with something else, which is with TNA. 
I was thinking about this because I haven't been able to call you guys. I've been working and, and busy and stuff. I thought I you were boycotting. Well, what the boy, the boy, the boycott, the boycott. Like I said, is over. The boycott is 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 a done deal. It's something I'm that thrilled. I had to. Yeah, well, I'm, you know, Dave, I always liked you and always respect you. Ken, I always liked you and always respect you. The boycott, like I said, how would how would Rowdy Rowdy Piper feel if you had Hulk Hogan on and let Hulk Hogan run his mouth or vice versa? He wouldn't have liked it. I had a, It's something I had to deal with, you know, to, um, Bob, Bob Arian, obviously, he's been teaching me the hard way, and I kind of learned. But what I was going to say about TNA is I think they should turn Brooke heel. I think they should have Brooke, uh, they should have Bubba Ray versus Hulk Hogan and do like what they did with Vince McMahon and have um, Brooke slap Hogan in the face. That's a great idea, Mike, because I've never heard that one before. Well, you know what? I think it might happen. You might be right. I think yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I would like to. I would love to see. I would love to see it as a as a wrestling fan. And as you know, I'm not really big on TNA, but lately I've been watching TNA, and uh, it's going it's going crazy. But anyway, guys, I thank you for my time. We we'll, we will definitely talk again. And uh, yes, the sign guy is back with BWO as as always, and uh, I'm going to continue my fight to get better. Very right, cool. Thanks. thanks a lot for the call, Mike. We'll talk to you soon. All right, thank you very much. All right, we're going to stick with the phones because we got Sabiel. Let's uh, go right here. Our daily affirmation with Justin. Are you there? I can. Hey, Justin, how are you? Oh, just just hunky dory. You're hunky dory today. Oh yeah. Let me, let me ask you something because we're we're trying and we're we're not real pumped. Are you excited for WrestleMania? Oh yes, I am. Yeah, that's that's good. I like I like hearing that. What what are you excited the most about for WrestleMania? Because I like the I love the divas. See, oh, you like the divas. Well, there we go. Because we were a little we were a little critical critical a little while ago about the divas, but you're you're looking forward to seeing the divas. Oh yeah, whoopee. <laughs> which which diva do you like the best? I like um, like cool. Uh, Layla? Oh, yeah, the Cools, yeah, in WWE. Oh. Flashback. Uh, who else? What do you think of uh, the, the new champion, Caitlin? Oh, she's good. She's good? You like her? Oh, yeah, man. Like a, like a pistol sharpener. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but I, I that was funny. Like a pencil sharpener. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh, you know, aside from a Divas match, we have Trish Stratus, who is uh, going into the Hall of Fame this year. What do you think of Trish Stratus? I hope she enjoys the Hall of Fame. Do, do you think she deserves to be in the Hall of Fame? Yes, she is. Good for you. You got anything you want to tell Dave before uh, we, we let you off the line there, Justin? Sure, why not? You know what, Dave? You should be a wrestler, and so is Ken. You should, you should defend your, you should, you should defend yourselves. You know, I, 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 like I said, me and Ken will be a tag. Last week, we'll be a tag team, and you could be our manager. How's that sound? Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, I know that. Justin, thanks a lot for the call. I'll talk to you next time. All right, Ken. Stay cool, Take it easy, buddy. Okay. I was, I, I love it because no matter what, there's a smile on my face every time Justin calls. So.
Good that's, call. A, that's, that's a good daily affirmation, though, because, you know, we got one from Mr. Trivia earlier. I mean, I did more than you, but he did mention you in the same sentence. Yeah, and now we got one from Dustin, too. So, you know, it's a feel, wow. It, it's a feel-good feel good show. It's a feel-good moment already. And the other, before we go any further, did Mike Ferrara record that phone call in, like, a racquetball court? Because all I kept hearing was, like, echoes. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, it's funny because I wasn't getting an echo, but uh, – our producer said that there was a, an echo coming through. So, uh, you know, it's always an entertaining call from him. Not the easiest guy to cut off, though. So we went for a little while with the echo. I don't know. Maybe maybe he was still in Atlantic City in, like, the bathroom of the buffet. He was making, he was making up for time for all the boycotting he did. So I guess that's why he went on so long. Which yes. we love, by the way, Mike, in all seriousness. So yes, please, it. It, it's very stream of consciousness, which is awesome. Like you just don't know where it's going to go and in what direction. But uh, it's cool he's back with BWO on a regular basis. But I did see the picture, and uh, yeah, it was a decent welt that uh, he had on his arm from the cane. So that that, that couldn't have been pleasant because uh, it was a you know it was a real cane. So uh, hope that arm feels better. We're going to stick with the phones. We're going to go. Um, Actually, right now, we're, I am looking on the phone, and uh, after reports of hearing that he was arrested, uh, quickly, let's let's get a statement. Uh, Ray Ray, uh, wh- what happened? Sure. You were arrested? Uh, are, are we still broadcasting together? Uh, what's going on? Listen, we uh, last night at the BWO ROH Invasion show, I had a little... Uh, I guess you can call it a run-in with the good, the good old Ventnor City Police Department. Now, um, I'll just kind of give you the lowdown on that uh, at the moment. Um, I don't exactly know what what, con- what I did to constitute me uh, getting arrested. Basically, how it went down was Grizzly Redwood, who I said I would defeat at the end of your show on Tuesday, uh, came up with the biggest fluke victory of his career. I had him pretty much where I wanted him, except for me missing my trademark moonsault, which is becoming a bad luck move. Like, he I can't seem to hit it anymore these days. And three seconds later, apparently, he pinned me. And, uh, of course, this didn't really sit well with me. And all I asked, all I asked, was that he come back out, we give me five more minutes, and then I can prove that I had him right where I needed him, and that I could beat him. I turn around, and there's Section 8 standing in the ring telling me to get out and poking me, poking his finger in my chest, telling me to leave the ring, as if he knows who he was talking to. And, you know, people said I tried to throw a punch at him. I don't, all I remember was being uh, choked unconscious by Section 8. And the last thing I remember hearing him say before I lost consciousness and was apparently dragged to the back by the Ventnor City Police Department was, oh, you can cover if you'd like, do whatever, and I don't know. Next thing I know, this is this is a bad night for Ray Ray Mars. So, and, so uh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, this is just you know, I've, I've had maybe I've had my my issues with BWO management. This is just another this is just another example of that. I mean, I really don't know what gave Section Eight the the opinion that he could put his hands on me in the way that he did. I mean, I have to go back and review the footage to see if I actually attempted to throw a punch. The details are somewhat sketchy. It's been a long 24 hours. I'm sure you can understand. But this, of course, on the heels of uh, 
NWA on Fire broadcasting this past Friday night. Uh, my misfortunes from the week before, my uh, my little incident with the fan uh, and the con man putting one over on me, that whole nine yards, this has not been a good couple of days. So where are you? I mean, is this your your one phone call? Or are you still in jail? Have you made bail? Or what's going actually, on with your legal situation? Actually, yeah. Uh, let's put it this way. I Well, right now I'm stuck in traffic on the way back from uh, the uh, where, where I spent my night. I don't think they know that I've left yet, but it's all right. I have, I have people for this sort of thing that I could call upon to take care of this situation. We've got the poll that Ray Ray Mars does. When you are pro wrestling's favorite rock star revolution, you can do these things. Well, good luck on on your escape. Um, I'm glad you're out. Uh, as you continue to to try and get on the right path, um, where can fans see you in action in the next few weeks? Next few weeks, let's see. April the sixth, night before WrestleMania, I'll be wrestling for FWF in Sterling, New Jersey. Um, I will then be flying out a week after that to Las Vegas for the Cauliflower Alley Club reunion. Anybody that happens to be, uh, if anybody is listening from Vegas, I'm sure they're going to be running a show at the Gold Coast Casino where we will be staying. They did last year. Hoping to be on the card again this year. Uh, April the 20th, I will be wrestling up in Buffalo, New York. I still have to find out exactly what's going on with that. I'm going to that show with Mr. Nunzio. April 27th, Bricktown, New Jersey for FWF, and of course that will lead us back to Parsippany, New Jersey, where I can try to redeem my, uh, the last embarrassing episode I had at NWA on fire. Well, you're, you're keeping busy. Uh, good luck on, on getting things back on track, and, and look forward to being back in the studio with you. Yes, indeed. And we have our little short little interview Tuesday, if you decide to take my call. I forget about that. That's right, yes. Uh, you'll be interviewing me, so good luck. Uh, looking forward to that. Uh, getting the, the tides will be turned a bit on Tuesday. Absolutely. All right, cool. Thanks a lot for the call, Ray. We'll talk to you soon. All right, talk to you soon. All right, yeah, Ray Ray wants to turn things around, and uh, I guess I'm getting interviewed on Tuesday. So let's see what happens. We'll try anything once. Let's stick with the phones. We got Dank on the line. Dank, we've been all over the place tonight. A little TNA, a lot of WrestleMania, some NWA, the indie scene. Whatever you want to talk about, bring it on. What do you got for us? Well, first off, I was, uh, I was really happy to hear about the um, Chris Masters incident because it seems like media nowadays is very quick to jump on the negative of the world, and you don't hear stories like that, especially with celebrities where they do heroic stuff that, you know, people are usually, you know, on drugs, getting arrested at DUI, and here you have a former WWE wrestler saving his mom, which makes you have a little bit more faith in humanity, which is always a good to hear. So that was definitely a positive note. For this week, having said that, how do we foresee the company um, coming out of what I personally would think was the worst RAW I have seen in years? How do they salvage it and get back on track for WrestleMania? Because if they do what they did 
this past Monday, they may as well just start thinking of scrapping it. You know what I mean? It's just like, obviously, they're not going to scrap it. But to fall so flat in the middle of a season, like in the middle of WrestleMania season, it's just, like, I don't know, it's unprecedented as far as I know. What do you guys think? How would you guys go about saving the big slide from last Monday? I don't, you know, it, it's it's an interesting. Can you imagine like Raw starts off on Monday and Vince comes out and says, uh, "Yeah, we're just we're just canceling WrestleMania. It's just <laughs> it's just bad. So we're just sorry, but it's a no go this year." Um, I don't. I mean, look, there, there was enough negativity, and we talked a, a lot on Tuesday about about Raw. We dissected a little bit tonight. Um, it was a bad show, and. There have been bad Raws in the past. What what compounded it being a bad show was the fact that it's in the midst of, and really, uh, crunch time going into WrestleMania. Um, it's no secret that it's a bad show. For for me, and, and trying to play the optimist card and saying, well, maybe the glass, could it be half full instead of half empty? Um I, look, you know, you hear a mixed bag, you, you go around, you tool around on the internet, you listen to critics and fans, and you hear what people think, and most of the time, you, you hear a mixed bag. Uh, some people loved certain things, some people hated certain things, and that's generally, when you tool around and, and look at enough stuff, you'll find enough people that think something really worked and something that didn't. This is one of those few shows that it, I couldn't find many positive things uh around the internet uh, about, you know, reviewing that show. Uh, so being the optimist, my thoughts are maybe hearing that everyone thought it was terrible will, will prompt uh, the, the powers that be and creative and Vince McMahon and everyone else to really crack that proverbial whip and say, you know, you cannot put on another show like that uh, again. Um, that's that's me being optimistic. I'm hoping um, – but it is. I mean, it's a show that, you know, we go every week, and every week we have our thread on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash The Ken Reedy Show. Um, and then after the thread's over, I, I kind of post, uh, you know, grade Raw. And to me, like, you know, maybe if this Raw happened at, at some other time, it would have been, you know, a D or a C minus. But being in the WrestleMania season, I gave it an F. Because that that's when, you, you know, this is the season where, you know, you, you need to kind of bring it. And it just, it really was a, a flat raw. So I, I'm just hoping that it was a, a major speed bump, but a bump in the road. And hopefully creative kind of cracks the rip. We are going to see The Rock tomorrow night. It should be interesting to, uh, I'm kind of curious, honestly, going into tomorrow night, what the reaction to The Rock is going to be. Now, he's he's wildly popular. He's... You know, definitely a bona fide face. He's a fan favorite. The the crowd usually loves him. Uh, getting a lot of criticism. He's been a part-timer. He's gotten criticism for that. But this week, not mentioning the WWE or anything on his uh, talk shows that he was appearing on. Granted, it was for G.I. Joe. But still, I think most wrestling fans would have liked to have heard that he made mention of. I'm curious. Would not be surprised if tomorrow night at least we hear a spattering of booze uh, in the crowd. But The Rock being there should amp things up a bit. We should see another confrontation between him and Cena. 
uh, where do they go with that? Um, I'm, you know, you can only go up because I agree. I, I thought last week's show was just horrific. Uh, your thoughts, Dave? I mean, what, what else? What else can I say that I didn't say on Tuesday and what you've just said now? I mean, you said crunch time, WrestleMania season. They got to do it. Like, you know, they they can't have another episode tomorrow night like they did last week, and I don't think they will. Um, what was okay. that? <laughs> Are you there, Dank? Was that you? Yeah, that was me. I, I was playing. We we playing MTV Jack Jam, so I'm trying to answer your goddamn question. What was that? I was plugging in my iPod because I need it for tomorrow, and I forgot that it automatically presses play when you put it on the um, base, and it just started blaring. Oh, Helicopter ride, basketball room. Now we got an iPod going off. We got somebody escaping jail. What the hell is this show coming to? Uh, Jeez. Bag tonight. Right. But Dave, you were saying so. How do they how do they move forward? How do they move in a positive direction tomorrow night? All right. First off, like I said, they need to add some layers to Triple H and Lesnar and how this is going to go. Obviously, they got to have some sort of interaction with The Rock and John Cena. And uh, you know what? Like I said, I loved that video package last week. But if I see that same one again, I'm gonna break my TV. All right. What are they going to do with Undertaker and CM Punk? Tony you brought up a good point. Undertaker really can't have a regular match. He's going to have to have something to hide, you know, the, the you know, his uh, lack of, you know, ability, so to speak, you know, wrestling skill-wise, you know, because he's been in, like, no-holds-barred matches the past few years. So they're going to have to come up with something for that. Um, and then put some more build into the into the mid-card, um, you know, so, so some, some more into the tag match. And, you know, maybe we'll find out what happens with Mark Henry in the Ryback situation. And the Shield, and maybe we'll announce a few more matches. I don't know, but it certainly cannot be like last week. I'll tell you right now, if it's like if it was like last week, good thing I purchased the new Breath the Hitman Heart DVD because I'll be watching some of that instead of Monday Night Raw. Honest to God, I I don't want to watch another episode like last week was. It was so boring and flat, and you know, two weeks away from WrestleMania, and you want me to get excited after I just paid over a thousand dollars to go to WrestleMania? Please. Is it just me that it seems like like every year now they're trying to find a way to get Triple H in WrestleMania? The past two years it was they're not really it, trying. They're not really trying. He kind of runs the company, so he, he can just do whatever he wants. Um, I mean, <laughs> excuse me. It just seems like it, it, it's the how can I as Triple H get myself a match in WrestleMania this year? Well, he managed to sell us twice with Undertaker. Now he's selling us with Brock. What's next year? You know what I mean? It's like well, to a certain extent, I think, and that's the problem. And hopefully, they, they correct it to a certain extent. And I get it. It's WrestleMania, and and you know, showcase of the Immortals, and you need stars, and you want star power, and I get all that. However, I think the WWE kind of continues to paint themselves into a corner by having too many part-time guys uh, trying to cram them into WrestleMania. And, and, you know, you do bring up a good point. And, you know, I think this rivalry has some intensity and there is definitely some history. But, yeah, when you, when you have these guys that aren't wrestling all year and then the biggest, you know, show of the year, you're kind of bringing them back. I mean, you know, the the... You know, it's always like kind of, you know, people draw the comparison to WrestleMania to like the Super Bowl. Well, a guy who like, you know, didn't play on a team all year does not get to all of a sudden come in and, and start in the Super Bowl. 
You know, you're not going to get a quarterback that didn't play the entire season that is going to get to quarterback a Super Bowl team, you know, and that's that's essentially what the WWE kind of tries to do. Like WrestleMania comes around, and we talked about it before. Like in this, there are six guys involved in three of the big matches going into WrestleMania. Four out of the six guys are part-time players. That, that's that's tough. So you do, like, you find yourself in everywhere. I mean, I, I think to a certain extent, I mean, like, you know, Paul Bearer passed away, and they're using that as, as part of the storyline, and the streak is always hanging over everyone's head. But to a certain extent, to me, they do the same thing with The Undertaker. It's like it's around WrestleMania. How are we going to kind of finagle this and, and uh, you know, work Taker into WrestleMania? In the last four years, I mean, they, they made it work uh, pretty well. But this year, to me, you know, as much as I think it's a, it's a good opponent and what Punk has done over the course of this year – uh, makes you think, ooh, would Punk be the guy to break the streak? But um, it, it was thrown together pretty last minute. So I, I think they got to kind of get away. Like, you want to bring the taker back uh, part-time? You know, if he wants to go next year, I mean, I know he's banged up. We'll see what we get out of him this year. But then taker should be your, your part-time guy. You have a part-time WWE champion. You have a part-time undertaker. And then you got two part-time guys in the Triple H Lesnar match. I think right there, going forward, I think that would probably fix a little bit of that problem. They just, all right, you know, we have if Taker's the guy and he's going to be the part-time guy that's going to get a main event slot at WrestleMania, cool. But maybe they need to back off of uh, the other part-time guys. Because I don't know about you, Dank, but when they made it like a career match, I didn't feel like it had that much of an oomph. It wasn't that dramatic because... He hasn't really been wrestling. So I was like, okay. I, I was more excited, and this had nothing to do with the fact that I knew, by then I already knew I was going to WrestleMania last year, but I got more excited when Triple H wanted a Hell in a Cell match last year. And it wasn't a career match. It wasn't a retirement match. It was a Hell in a Cell. And I got a whole lot more happy that they were going to have a Hell in a Cell at WrestleMania than... And the key, even the way that that um, that well, what the hell's his name Paul Paul announced it, it was just like, oh yeah, by the way, it's gonna Damn be a next. And it's like, okay, raise your hand if you did not see this one coming, please. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, and again, I think the the match itself should be interesting, but uh, it's real difficult, like creating dramatic storylines with this many part-time players. Dank, thanks for the call. Um, We'll talk talk to you very soon. Have a good night, man. Bye. We're going to stick with the phones. we got a couple more we want to get to everyone. So uh, this guy's been on hold for a better part of an hour. So, uh, caller, are you there? Yes, I am. Who who is this? Uh, Jonathan. Jonathan, how are you doing tonight? What do you got for us? Uh, I want to talk about... uh, this whole Rock thing. My thing is, my thing is Rock. You see, the WWE knew his schedule before he came back for all of this. So they knew he was not going to be able to be on Raw all the time and everything. Now I hear everybody complain about it. That's what I don't understand why people, why the WWE should take the, the blame for this, not the Rock. Everybody complain about the Rock. But I feel like the the deal that he talked about so bad because what they should have done. I don't know if you into the UFC. You know when they have a pay per view, they have like the UFC prime times where they have 
the people training, and they talk about the fight and whatever. To me, that's what they should have done with The Rock. No, he's not going to be there. Have him talk about the actual match at Mania or have him or just show him training. See, well, I'm not there on Raw. You see, I'm I'm in a gym training. I'm getting ready for this big match. I have against Cena at Mania. That would get to me, if they would have did that, you wouldn't have as much hate on The Rock. You could sell it as, okay, I want to get ready for this match. And I, I, I think, Jonathan, you, you bring up two great points, and I would agree with you on your first point. Yeah, uh, the WWE had to know Rock's schedule, so if any criticism is going to be thrown out there, the criticism should probably be more towards the WWE and less towards The Rock. Um, we didn't even we didn't talk about that, and we didn't come up with it, and, we, you know, I think that's a tremendous idea, especially if you follow The Rock on Twitter. That guy is always, always posting pictures of him himself in the gym, working out, lifting weights. Um, I think it's 100%. If he's not going to be there, why not? Why not? Even All he has to do is give one line and say, you know, I'm not at Raw because I'm focused. I am training. This is the biggest match of my career, and have a montage of, of him lifting weights. And I, Jonathan, I, I think that is one of the best ideas I've heard, and, and it's pretty simple, and you know, but I think it's great. I, that would have made for, rather than just doing via satellite like they've done in the past, uh, why not have a, a special correspondent? We caught up with The Rock at the gym preparing for his match at John Cena. Do you have a... Uh, a uh, couple words, you know. I'm sorry I can't be there tonight because uh, I'm just focused on my training. I, I think that's a great idea. What do you think, Dad? Uh, I think that's a brilliant idea. I mean, um, you know, most fans do know that he's going to be gone, and you know, like Jonathan said, they they still complain about it. But um, you know, it, that would have been a, that would have been a great idea to add the importance to the match. I mean, it's been billed as like redemption versus greatness, uh, you know, and, and the Rock being greatness and John Cena looking for that redemption. Um, and the importance of the match was really sold well in the video package that they've shown for the past two weeks. But, you know, even if they, you know, and I said it last week, I said they really didn't need to add any more layers to it. But, you know, now that Jonathan brought this point up, it would have been a great, you know, opportunity for them to film, a, you know, have have a camera crew film him, you know, training in the gym, you know, preparing for this match at Cena. Um, I mean, I know they did some of that stuff last year, but, you know, it would have it would have really showed the importance. It doesn't seem to me that, like, The Rock's character is showing how important this match is to have it with John Cena. It's more, I mean, it's more or less John Cena showing how important it is to, to beat The Rock. Rock doesn't, it doesn't come off to me like The Rock is, like, you know, concerned or, or, or shows the audience how important it is to have this match against John Cena again. So it would that stuff like that would have helped. That was a great idea. Yeah, Jonathan, thanks a lot for the call. We're kind of up against it. We want to get to you know get everyone who's in the bank. But a uh, great idea, and uh, hope to hear from you again. No doubt. Take it easy. I, I love. Yeah, you know that would have been perfect. Even last week, you know, the last couple weeks with the Rock not being there. I mean, why not? Like have him training. Can't be there. So focused. And like you're saying, put more importance on, you know, like the Rock's character having this match so important to him, uh, you know, there's no way. There's no way. I'm beating him twice, you know. That's why I'm here. I'm in the gym. I'm I'm staying focused. I can't I can't let there be any distractions, you know, that that sort of vibe. Uh, it would have given, because we, we see it from Cena's side. 
and the importance of him getting this rematch and winning the rematch. But you're right, the, the Rock side of things, we're not getting it, and that would have helped. I think that's a, that was a tremendous idea from Jonathan. And we're going to go back out to the phones. Call, are you there? Got a 201 call, or are you there? Going once, going twice. Sorry. All right, you know what it's time for? The Ken Reedy Show, not of approval. the portion of our program where we talk about something in the world of wrestling that we just sat back, we nodded to ourselves and said, yeah, that worked. And we got a few minutes to discuss this because we are we were in agreement this week. And a lot of times, you know, Dave and I will have our pre-show meeting and we'll talk and we're like, hey, you know, what do you have? And let, let's try and come up with two different ones. And both of us were so on board with this week's nod. We're like, you know what? This week we're going to agree on the nod. And again, and I've said it before, uh, you know, the past couple shows, and I'm going to say it again. I am, I am floored, flabbergasted, if you will, that during WrestleMania season that I am more engaged and invested in Impact Wrestling right now than any storylines that the WWE are throwing at me. Um, but specifically... Because you don't see it often where everything is kind of laid out and explained to you. Both of us, our nod of approval goes to TNA, Impact Wrestling, Bully Ray, everyone who is involved in coming up with the, the video montage, the Aces and Eights explanation that ran throughout Impact on Thursday. Um, I, you look, there were some inconsistencies in, in the storytelling that people thought of when Bully Ray wound up being the leader. It was explained. I'm sure that stuff wasn't initially planned out, but they did a good job at having it all make sense. We had a plan A and a plan B. They had to go to a plan B. And we talked here on the show that, you know, sometimes in the, in the motorcycle club culture, you know, for the betterment of the club, sometimes you got to take an ass kicking. And they actually used that in the explanation. I, I thought it was brilliant. And look, they may crap the bed going forward, but I am very excited to see where exactly this Ace and Eights group is going to go. And our nod, both, we, we're giving it to that, that video package. Dave, expound the virtues on TNA and Ace and Eights. I don't know if I can, considering you just basically said everything I wanted to say, but <laughs> be that as it may, um, yeah, no, I'm in total agreement with you. I thought it was good. And I like how they paced it out throughout the whole show. Um, they, you know, throughout the whole show, there were little videos here and there, and I'm fully explaining how this whole thing started. And, you know, so at times when us as viewers, and I'll admit it, where, you know, we, we saw, you know, gaps in that storyline and stalling in that storyline they made up for it in the explanation and it to, to a certain degree it made some sense um i i do like the you know i i i got a good thing to say about it i think it was just a, a good way and you know to to explain the whole thing and you know because they probably knew and they you know that, that that you know people would complain and come up with ways as to figure out 
why it doesn't make sense, but they made sense of it. And, you know, I hope that they go forward with it. And, you know, before I always thought to myself, like, you know, the guys in the group, you know, before they're, before Bully Ray was the leader, with the exception of Devon, um, the guys in the group were just, you know, with all due, with all due respect, you know, they weren't very popular names. Um, but now with Bully at the helm and even with Devon by his side, you know, they got these, you know, younger, newer guys that can get the rub from them and that can, you know, help build their careers by having this Aces and Eights thing. It's, you know, it's, it's, I'm not saying it's like the hottest storyline in wrestling, but it will definitely help these guys out in the, in the time that they decide to get rid of the Aces and Eights storyline in the group, and then they, they section these guys off and have them do their own thing, depending on how well they perform in the storyline. But, I mean, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to the interaction it's got with Sting, um, even AJ Styles, who's, you know, who, who seems to have been popped up in, in the TNA and into this storyline as of late. So, um I really look. For, I, I do look forward to seeing where it's going to go. And I like the way they used AJ Styles in, in the uh, the Ace and Eights. That it, like it, it was tied in, but it wasn't. You know, it was Mike Tanay looking for uh, an explanation uh, from from AJ. It was James Storm looking for an explanation, and then it was Taz coming in saying, "Hey, you, you know, you can be a prospect." So they've used Ace and Eights to kind of infiltrate the whole show to help facilitate other storylines. But to me, it's not totally beating you over the head yet uh, with it. So uh, I, I just loved what they did. And, and again, you know, that whole thing with wrestling, like when it's great, it's, you know, a show ends and you're looking forward to the following week to see, you know, how they follow up or where the storyline goes from there. And and that's how I feel right now. Uh Am I 100% convinced that, you know, they'll they'll hit the nail on the head every time with this? No. But right now, I'm kind of excited about it. I'm excited what they're going to do next week. Um, I'm excited with Bully Ray as as the leader and the TNA uh, heavyweight champion. So, uh, to me, I mean, honestly, right now, there's not enough positive things I can say about uh, where they're going with this. So, I'm, I'm kind of excited. So, for both of us... Uh, the video explanation of the Ace and Eights takeover gets our nod of approval. The Ken Reedy Show nod of approval. Then I should get a secondary nod of approval because I keep thinking of it, but I, I really like Jonathan's idea. And it's funny because I, you know, I follow The Rock on Twitter, and yeah, I mean, every couple of days there's another picture of him working out. So, and he's and he's always just absolutely jacked in the gym. But I, it just totally would have worked for for them to kind of use that and, and kind of make a, a gym montage or, or even just a gym interview uh, to help with him just not being there. Um, so, secondary nod to to Jonathan for his workout idea. Interesting show tonight. We had a little, we had a, some WrestleMania, a little TNA, some NWA thrown in there in the mix. We had some BWO and ROH. Uh, yeah, mixed bag tonight. Tremendous show. Thank you, caller. Call tremendous tonight, Dave. What a wacky group we have following us. I know. Between someone getting arrested, someone in a helicopter, someone plugging in his iPod and scaring the crap out of me, and somebody making a phone call, you know, from a racquetball court, sounds like it was echoing. You know, 
Yeah, we, we we got ourselves a wild bunch on our hands. But, you know, that's what makes the show go. We love uh, all our, our wacky callers, and uh, that's the fun of the show. You never know uh, where we're going to go. So uh, thank you so much for supporting us. We'll be on Ironbound Radio, God willing, on Tuesday. So check <laughs> us out at 6 o'clock. And then remember, a week from Tuesday, we'll expand to 90 minutes on, on Ironbound, the best in pro wrestling talk. And as always, we'll be back next week here on the KenReedyShow.com doing what we love to do. And we're getting real close to WrestleMania, so all of us collectively, cross your fingers, send good thoughts out to the WWE because we are really hoping that tomorrow night's Raw, uh, we, tomorrow night's Raw, Raw Redemption. That's what we're calling tomorrow night, Raw Redemption. Uh, hoping it's it's a lot better because we're all excited. We're big wrestling fans. We love this time of year. And, you know, speaking for Dave, yeah, we're looking forward to WrestleMania. So hopefully tomorrow night it, it comes through for Dave. I am Ken. Thank you all for tuning in. We'll talk to you Tuesday. Take care, everybody. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.